hey, City Life, I don't know how much they paid you all to give me that chair, but I'll take it. <laughs> I will take it. I want to acknowledge just a few people I have in the audience today. I have a mentor, uh, soon to be Dr. McMillan, uh, here to support me today. So thank you all for coming. Um, my future mother-in-law is here, so give her a round of applause. Uh, and my co-worker from the Croc Center is here. Thank you, Madison, for coming. So thank you all for being here and support. You know, it makes it easy when you can see some familiar faces. Yeah, Rachel, but like you're a city lifer. You don't count. I see you every Sunday. No, thank you, Rachel, for being here. I need the support. Uh, I am indeed excited to bring the word today. Uh, Pastor Luis, I can, I can so relate to that anxiety about preaching the message. I was feeling it a little bit just a minute ago. So, but when you said, just let the spirit do his thing, that's such a word for me. So thank you all. If you have your Bibles, your smartphones, your iPads, your tablets, I want you to follow me uh, to the book of Acts chapter 19. And we're going to begin in verse one. And Pastor Christy, the iPad didn't jump on me. Yes. So we're going to follow me uh, to chapter 19, starting at verse 1 through verse 8. While Apollos was in Corinth, Paul traveled through the interior region and came to Ephesus. He found some disciples and asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? No, they told him. We haven't even heard that, that there is a Holy Spirit. And to what then were you baptized, he asked them. Into John's baptism, they replied. Paul said, John baptized with a baptism of repentance, telling the people that they should believe in the one who was coming after him, that is in Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they began to speak in tongues and prophesy. Now, there were about 12 men in all. Verse 8, Paul entered into the synagogue and spoke boldly over a period of three months, arguing persuasively about the kingdom of God. God, thank you for this opportunity. Now, hide me behind the cross. Let the meditation of my heart and the words of my mouth be pleasing to thy sight. Speak through me, work in me. In Jesus' name we pray. Spiritless Christianity is what I want to talk to you all today about. I'm going to start with this quote. Spiritless Christianity is like a flashlight without batteries. It will never be able to light up the dark world around it. And, is it and it is itself in danger of becoming like the darkness around it. Pastor Kevin. How you say, that's how you say quotes, right? <laughs> Just wanted to be thorough. So Paul, we, we pick up Paul arriving to emphasis, and he runs into some of John's disciples, and he asked them a question. He said, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, no, we didn't even know the Holy Spirit existed. We didn't know. And he said, the second question he asked him, he says, then 
into what or who were you baptized? And they said, John the Baptist. And Paul said, John baptized with a baptism of repentance. But he also told the people to believe in the one who will come after him, and that is in Jesus. These disciples did not fully understand John's message and what he was preaching. And for good reason, because these disciples were not direct disciples of John the Baptist. They were called John's disciples because they followed his teaching. But they actually would have been Apollo's disciples, who Pastor Christie shared with us, uh, who was a great preacher, teacher, and debater, who but himself needed to have his understanding of the gospel completed, and, was, and that was done through Priscilla and Perquilla, who were disciples of Paul. So now we see Paul come to his students, Apollo's students and disciples, and realizes that they themselves also don't have a solid understanding of John's gospel message. He begins to expound, if you will, on what John was fully preaching. John didn't just preach, John didn't just preach repentance to turn away from sin, but he also told the people to put their faith in Jesus who would save us from the wrath of sin and through whom we would receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. I want to tell you one of the things that contribute today uh, spiritless churches is a lack of understanding, which is my first point of the gospel. These disciples didn't have an understanding. And so Paul expounds on it and brings their understanding to full completion. So one of the things that contribute to spiritless Christianity is lack of understanding of the gospel message. Then the Bible goes on and says, it goes on and says, he asks them, he says, and when they heard this, the Bible says, and when they heard this, they got baptized in the Lord Jesus' name. And when Paul lays his hands on them, they receive the Holy Spirit. These particular disciples did not only have a full understanding, but they also was stuck back at the old thing God had done through John and was not yet aware, aware of what he had done through Christ and what he was doing through the Holy Spirit. And so they were stuck at repentance. And like these disciples, we too as people can also be stuck at repentance because of the weight of what we laid down at the altar, asking God forgiveness, can be so heavy sometimes that it weighs us down. And so we never move from repentance to receiving the promise. But because Paul completes their understanding of the gospel, he moves them from repentance to the promise 
helping them put their faith in Jesus and receiving the Holy Spirit. The second thing I would say, and, and before I go to the second point, I would also say that we sometimes can hold on to the old things so much that we never allow God to do a new thing in our life. And so the reason why we don't, uh, uh, are, are we, don't uh, we are not aware, if you will, of the Holy Spirit tapping us on our shoulder and want to be an intimate part of our lives is because we won't let it, his grace carry us to that place. And so, number two, the second thing I want to tell you that contributes to spiritless Christianity is when we are stuck in transition. Never leaving repentance and receiving the promise. And the Bible goes on to say that not only when he laid his hands on them did they receive the Holy Ghost, that they received the promise, but they began to speak in tongues and prophesy. They began to operate in gifting. And the gifts are important to the church. I mean, in 1 Corinthians 12, it tells us all the gifts that uh, Jesus leaves for us. In Ephesians 4, Verses 11 through 13, it tells us why he left us the gifts. And, 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 in, second, and in 1 Timothy 4, 14, it tells us not to forsake the gifts. And in 2 Timothy 1, verse 6, it tells us to stir up the gifts. And I would suggest to you today that the reason why there is so much spiritless Christianity is because there is dormant gifts. Just like the spirit moves freely through the local church body, the spirit also moves through spiritual gifts of individuals, not only to build up the church, but to edify and stir up the spirit in others. Uh, we, we, honestly, we just don't do it like we used to. The old church would have prayer, something called prayer meetings which would stir up the gifts. I remember that's how I received the Holy Spirit. I went to a prayer meeting, and after I got off the floor and wiped my eyes from crying, I was filled with the Holy Ghost. And so we, we, we just don't do it like we used to. So the, the third thing that contributes to spiritless Christianity is dormant and unused. So, so let's take some time and just review what we've, what we've learned already of, of how spiritless Christianity comes to be. Number one was, what does it say? What is it? Uh-huh, number two? And number three? All these things contribute to spiritless Christianity. How many of you have an iPhone or Android, by a show of hands? Right? So a Christian without the spirit is like an iPhone that ha having a battery that's about to die. 
I mean, think about all the cool things we can do with our phones. We can take pictures, we can text message, we can FaceTime, you can be on dual if you have an Android. All the cool things we can do with our phones, but with a battery that's about to die, we are literally going to be only do, be able to do those things at a limited capacity before the phone shuts off. And so, and so, so it is, watch what it says in verse 8. Watch what it says in verse 8. It says that Paul entered the synagogue and spoke boldly over a period of three months, arguing and persuading them about the kingdom of God. That's not an empty battery. That's a full battery. Christianity without the spirit is nothing more than a shell of what it was meant to be. And so I want to end our time the same way I started our time. Mark, you can come. Spiritless Christianity is like a battery without a flashlight. It will never be able to light up the darkness around you. And is it so in danger of becoming just like the darkness around you? So what I want to do as I want to open up the altar for prayer time. I want to open up the altar for prayer time. I want to pray for you all and with you all of a fulfilling of the Holy Spirit and for a stirring of, of gifts. Don't worry about the person next to you. Don't worry about what someone may think. If you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit and want to join me in prayer time, you can come to the altar or you can sit in your seat. But I, I, I feel there is something about being at the feet of God that is like no other. So as I pray, you can continue to come if you will. God, we thank you. God, we magnify you. God, we praise you. God, we lift you up. And God, I pray for each and every individual here that you would God, stir up our gifts, God, and fill us with your spirit. God, no matter if it's the noonday, no matter if it's late at night, no matter if we're on our job, no matter if we're walking down the street, God, we want to know what gift have you given us for your kingdom, for your glory, and for your purpose. I ask that you would just fill us so that we may have power, God, to overcome and walk in our victory, walk in the, the victory that has already been secured by the work on the cross. God, don't let us leave the same way we come, but let us leave charged, filled, and full with your Holy Spirit. Let the gift stir up in us till it's like fire shut up in our bones, and we have to get it out, and we have to serve, because you gifted us with this particular gift for your purpose, for the building of your kingdom and the edifying of your people. God, I thank you. God, I magnify you. God, I honor you. I lift you up. And it's in Jesus' name.
are praying this 